Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. Without further ado, let's go to the Roman guest line, and we are joined by Reed Wallach. Reed of bedsided.com, here to talk about everything in the world of college basketball. Reed, thank you for joining us this wonderful evening. Guys, thanks for having me. And I know you guys do your, what is it called, the sweat chamber? Yes. Sweat chamber. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thankfully this Tennessee game is going to end and Texas Tech is going to cover, oh, hopefully. We're good. Yeah, that three was, that, three, well, that, that snatchback three is a little dramatic. We're up six with four seconds to go. They're going to the free throw line. Reed, has this not been one of the worst games to watch ever? I felt like it was 41-39 for three hours. Yeah, it looks like I was in the twilight zone watching that game. But I'm also sweating out because, as you guys know, I am a massive, massive Brooklyn Nets fan. Bro. I'm now You're watching them. As well. Trying to will them emotionally back while I speak to you guys about whatever we always end up talking about. We always hit um, – I imagine we're going to hit every single sport under the sun. Yeah. But, yeah, no, thanks for having me on as always. Reed, we're, we're literally with you watching this team. <laughs> I, I think uh, Tristan and I are just sure on the bet. money line. Not We didn't have them to cover the spread. Just win the freaking game. Just win it. And uh, that's where we're well, going to be doing that. Beat, if you can't beat the Mavs <laughs> with Luka coming off of an ankle-slash-tweak knee – in Dallas, who just literally lost to New Orleans, the New Orleans Pelicans, when Zion is 300-plus pounds and isn't even playing basketball right now, Jeez. I don't even know what we're doing. Like, literally hedge off of any title contention. You're done for the year. Well, Yeah, I mean, I think that as you know, we look at the Nets long-term, I think the real issue is, um, you know, the Joe Harris injury, just the roster right now, there's not a lot of spacing. And I think that's really impacting James Harden almost um, as like a trickle-down effect. There are a lot, you know, more defenders could clog in the lane, more defenders could get inside, make it harder for him to go. Because, yeah, he's probably lost a step. But with a lack of shooters, it makes it much more difficult for him to get downhill and get some clean looks. So, um, yeah, I think that that's probably impacting the Nets more than anything. Well, Reed, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here. Let's talk some college basketball and let's do some let's do some stock up and stock down. Any teams that have impressed you so far early in the season, and also on the flip side, what teams have not impressed you on the stock down? I know for me, it's just been like I'm high on Memphis. I just love the hype, and I love Imani Bates, and that team has been struggling to start the season. But what what teams have like stuck out to you? Stock up, stock down. Yeah. So luckily for you, I do a um, over on BetSided.com. I do a weekly power rankings on the yeah. top twenty five in college. See, I got you to plug so your I, own stuff, Reed. Yeah, that's so that's the name of the game. Yeah, so stock up. Um, one team that really impressed me, I'm actually looking to bet them to win the national title, is Auburn. I think this team, so they good. really, yeah, they impressed me a lot down um, in the Battle for Atlantis. They didn't win the Battle for Atlantis, but they still impressed me with how they played. But also, what makes them really interesting is that they are not at full strength. That Alan Flanagan, one of their um, upperclassmen forwards, he's still coming back from a ruptured Achilles. So he's not back yet, but I really love their freshman, Jabari Smith. He's going to be a top-five pick in this draft if he decides to go pro. 6'10", silky smooth. I love Auburn. They're still sitting in that 50-1, to 60-1 to 1 range um, at most books. And I think that, you know, in a crowded SEC, they're going to be battle-tested come March. So Auburn's definitely a team that is complete. Bruce Pearl has, you know, Final Four experience now. I really like Auburn as a stock-up team. Stock down, Quinn, like you said, at Memphis. Uh, yeah. That's a dumpster fire. <laughs> that is, that's not something that's getting fixed anytime soon. Um, I think Penny, you know, it was a big question for me because I was pretty high on Memphis because they had the talent, but yeah. is Penny going to be able to put it together? And, you know, there's a lot of excuses already. Um, 
I watched that game against Ole Miss on Saturday. It was not pretty at all. A lot of turnovers. The defense, they lack a point guard. And Amoni Bates is just looks overwhelmed. You know, he looks ultimately like a 17-year-old, not like a phenom. He looks like a 17-year-old who's playing at a league that's a little bit faster than him. So I think that Memphis, I'd put, you know, maybe a bookmark on them and wait for them to come around. But they are officially an unbettable team at this at this point. I'm waiting to see some sort of change before I come back on them. I'm right with you. I'd stop betting Memphis after the second game. I was out on them. It, it's bad. And yeah. also, you talked about Auburn. Right now, I bet MGM they're 66 to one. So if you want to tell my guy Reed Wallach on at uh, on Auburn to win it all, 66 to one right now in our book. Reed, uh, oh, still in college basketball. Do you have any teams who are must fades outside of Memphis? Like getting absurdly huge lines for no reason, or even if they do cover, it's ugly and and you'll be able to be able to get some value there? Yeah. um, I think a team worth selling now, I mean, just in the same realm, but I do want to mention Michigan. They're a buy on team. I think play on team going forward. Want us some money tonight. Yeah, no, that I was on Michigan tonight. I think that they are going to start to round into form here, kind of answering part of your question. They were a team that was really shaky out of the gate. I think North Carolina was maybe their rock bottom. I think that they're going to start to round into form. Um, a team that I'm really just not sold on is West Virginia. I think they're looked at pretty you know, favorably in the market, especially as a big favorite against mid-majors. Um, I've been making some money betting against them as you know, double-digit favorites at home. They kind of lack a ball handler, um, kind of going through a bit of a rebuild, trying to find their identity. So until Big 12 play, if they're going to continue to be overvalued as a double-digit favorite, like, for example, last weekend against Radford. I mean, again, Radford's a random college school. They were catching 19 against West Virginia. They covered. Um, so West Virginia's had trouble covering the spread against these mid-major opponents, and you're still going to have a few more times this month before Big 12 play picks up. Reed, what about the uh, John Wooden Award winners? I'm looking at Drew Timmy plus 450 right now. Any value right there? Johnny Juzang, 14 to 1. Anything that you would play? Uh, you know, it's kind of tough with it seems like the Gonzaga uh, love is going to quiet down here with those two losses. And I think Gonzaga, <laughs> a lot of people are jumping off the bandwagon. I kind of give them credit. They have played arguably the toughest yeah. schedule of anyone to start the year. So Finally. You guys, they, they come, yeah, so I think. It, there's a little bit of fatigue that you're catching against Duke, against Alabama, Bama. kind of. Yeah, so now they're going to start to round to form. I wonder where Timmy's going to shake out with, you know, Chet Holmgren's still on the roster, Andrew Nemhart's still on the roster. One team I'm looking at, Oshie Obaji for Kansas. Mm. I feel like Kansas is real good. I know, you know, it's not like a crazy dart or anything. I think Jaden Ivey as well. I think you need to find the teams that are going to be in the number one seed conversation but you need to find a standout. Again, it's not an easy one. I know EJ Liddell is getting a lot of hype right now. Yeah. I'm not buying it all the way just because I don't think Ohio State's going to um, be in that top one or two in a crowded Big Ten. I don't know if they're going to really get over that hump. So right now I'm in a wait-and-see mode. Agbaji and Ivy kind of stand out to me, but for right now I got no real opinion in the market. Hey, Reed, this is very random, but like speaking of like I, I'm, you, you brought up EJ Liddell, and I'm thinking about him in the league, and I also have been – catching myself doing this when watching Illinois play basketball with Kofi. Like, what do you think those guys are in the NBA? Like, they're extremely talented guys. But, like, what, what would your maybe your ceiling be for both of those guys? Random question, by the way, but you know everything. So, like, just in the NBA, what could they be uh, long-term? No, I, I like EJ Liddell a lot, especially going pro. He has that nice uh, – he could step out and hit a shot. It's tough all the time I had to think of, like, a real player comp for him. But I like Liddell a lot. Kofi, 
I don't know as much. I, he's going to get picked, obviously, because he is just so massive. But again, he doesn't. He's been first of all, he has gotten better. You know, yes. he used to be just a black hole of the block. His passing is better this season. He's starting to show a little bit more of a touch, but like still just a shaky free throw shooter. I mean, sixty-five percent. His assist rate's up a little bit, but what is he? I mean, he's going to get picked. Can he develop like a rim running mentality? Can he be more fluid on the floor? Kofi, to me, both of them probably in the 20s picked. Um, I would think EJ, though, could really carve out a really nice role for him in the league. Like, almost like a uh, one of the Morris twins. Mm. Like, that type of role where kind of a tweener, 4-5, but could step out and hit the three. That's kind of a quick, really, really half-baked uh, player comp. But that's where I kind of feel that they could stand out. And I love player comps. I got, I got one more for you. I've been watching Duke, of course. This is not who you think, but Trevor Kills, he's a he's a local guy, PG County uh, here in the DMV. He's been getting a lot of love as well. People have been kicking him around as a, like maybe a lottery pick. He's so physical, has drawn some like Lou Dort comparisons. What do you think about his energy and also Benchero, like all that sweating going on? Like, how do you think that affects his draft stock? Seven pounds a game is actually ridiculous. Yeah, I think Kills is really the X factor to Duke making a run this year. I think Duke, they need to show it. I think it was exposed in the uh, Ohio State second half, the half-court offense just was not there for them. Uh, really just kind of became ISO hero ball. That's not going to work. But they need to run more fluid offense. So, Keels, current Roach, Roach, that kind of falls on them. But Keels, for me, I, I, he is, for, especially for college, is just such a unique player. He's yeah. so massive, especially yeah. as a ball-handling guard, lead guard. So, I like Keels in terms of in the league. Of course, you got to work on that jumper, make sure he can be coming back because I doubt he's going to actually be the lead ball handler on teams. But, yeah, of course he could carve out a role in the league, especially with his size. And Montero is obviously just so smooth. I mean, I know people compare him to Jabari Parker in college. Of course, Parker flamed out. But Jabari Parker's a great comp. I mean, Tatum, these guys are so smooth. Um, I mean, Montero, he's just a bucket. If I had to guess, he probably stands out as right now like the number one pick. If I had to guess right now just because – you could run. You could help build an offense around him. He could kind of be plugged in and be a bucket immediately in the NBA with his size. Absolutely, but about his size, you're 100 percent correct. A lot of people are kicking around Holmgren, but he's still a little light. But he's still going to be drafted top five regardless. Like maybe even oh, top sure. two. So he's up there. Um, we got like 60 seconds. Any picks that you love for college basketball or maybe college football here uh, this weekend? Uh, college basketball or the NFL tomorrow. Either. Like whatever you got, best bets. Uh, oh, NFL just because it's Thursday. Um. I'm looking at the under in Minnesota-Pittsburgh. Short week, Ben Roethlisberger. I can't see him getting up for this game. Minnesota's offense with Adam Thielen hurt. I think it's going to be more of a run first game, you know, something in like the 21-17 range. All right. Reed Wallach of Bedside. Thank you for joining the show, brother. We'll see you hopefully next week because every week you come here and you give us that great content. Thank you. Thank you, boss. All right. Thanks, guys. Our guy, Reed Wallach. And also that, um, that interview, of course, courtesy of the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation for ongoing service and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go What's to getroman.com slash betql now to get $15 off your first month. That's getroman.com slash betql. That's for, <laughs> that's for uh, people who need it. They know. And if you don't, just Google roman.com. It's you like can- ED phone home.